we are about to discuss hormones, and pee, and the miracle of life, and some of the science of women's bodies as it relates to pregnancy testing. We do not feel that these topics are particularly graphic, or naughty, but if any of it will spark a conversation with little ears, that you are not ready to have, consider putting on a pair of ear muffs, or playing very loud music during the rest of this episode. We're pregnant. Bro, do you even live? I can't eat another one bite. One is usually bigger than the other. It tastes awful. It hurt a bit. Why is it leaking? Did you that? That was not there yesterday. I'll have a second of it. totally my natural girl. Is that supposed to look like that? Don't worry. That was deadly. I'm Terrell. And I'm Iris. Welcome to Health Science for the rest of us. A podcast where we take a super practical look at the body its shenanigans, and the world of fascinating ways we try and keep it healthy. This definitely won't replace a trip to your doctor's office, but it may help you make heads or tails of how to live in your body better. More important than that, this podcast will help you look like a total badass at your next Facebook debate. You did it again. We can edit that later. Let's Let's do do this. Are you feeling more tired than usual lately? Noticing your favorite coffee is suddenly making you queasy every morning? And when was the first day of your last period anyway? Could you have the flu? Could you be preggers? In a womanly way? With child? These days, if you think you might be pregnant, it is fairly easy to find out for sure. And as we'll see soon, many testing methods are even more convenient than you think, and you can make them right in the comfort of your own home, unless it's the flu. If it's the flu, then that's a whole other thing. But in this week's adventure, since we didn't have the flu, we explored homemade pregnancy tests to find out what they are how they work, and how they stack up against over-the-counter pregnancy tests. In case you ignored Siri's disclaimer from before, this is your last chance to skip past where we start talking about women's pee. Right about... now. Now. So, pregnancy testing has been a part of human civilization for a long time a really, really long time. Some of the first recorded pregnancy test methods were written down in Egypt around 3,336 years and 13 days ago. Back then, Egyptian women would pee on wheat and barley seeds when they thought they might be pregnant. As far as we can tell, there was no gluten-free version of this test, but according to this method, if the pea-soaked seeds sprouted into seedlings, it meant the woman who did the peeing had a bun in the oven. Since that time, humans have invented all kinds of methods for telling if a woman is pregnant. Throughout the Middle Ages, for example, special practitioners called piss prophets predicted pregnancy based on the physical appearance of a woman's urine. In the 19th century, morning sickness became a popular way to predict pregnancy. 
After a while, scientists began to figure out that chemical changes could be seen in the pee of women who were already pregnant, so they started looking for ways to test for these chemical changes to help confirm pregnancy with better accuracy. This gave credence to the idea of looking for chemical changes in the pee, but it doesn't really explain the human's obsession with pee during all the years that came before. That might be a topic for another episode. So anyway, these chemicals eventually started to be called hormones. And with more knowledge of them, we began to develop better and better tests. By the mid-1920s, many of these tests revolved around isolating a pregnancy hormone called human chlor... Human chorio... Chlor- Human chorionic, human chorionic gonadotropin, or HCG, for short. Yes, that. HCG tests became the standard for testing for pregnancy. But for a while, women could only have one of these tests if they visited their doctor's office or sent a cup of pee to the lab. And even the best versions of these tests required a slew of laboratory equipment, and took around two hours to give results, which could then take several more weeks to be confirmed by a doctor. Eventually, around the same time as what many call the sexual revolution of the 1970s, we got our shit together and created what would gradually become the -the over-the-counter pregnancy test most of us recognize today. These latest advances in pregnancy testing were a huge help for many women because it gave them more options for knowing their pregnancy status much earlier in the game. This was a big deal because finding out sooner than later can give women more time to choose a doctor or to start setting money aside or to get serious about finally kicking that vaping habit. Knowing about pregnancy early can also give women and their doctors more time to check for abnormalities or other health issues that might require timely treatments. But even though medical advances have made over-the-counter pregnancy tests more convenient and more accurate than ever, for a number of reasons, some women still take to homemade pregnancy tests instead. People who advocate for these homemade versions often argue that testing for preggers at home using everyday household items can provide women with more privacy and less expense, especially for women who may feel ashamed buying over-the-counter pregnancy tests or who may not have been planning to become pregnant in the first place. In other cases, some advocates also describe homemade pregnancy tests as a more natural option. Though we're not exactly sure what is meant by the word natural here, since that term doesn't have an official definition in healthcare contexts. Whatever the motivation, women seeking to go the homemade route have no shortage of methods to try. There is a surprising number of homemade pregnancy test methods floating around out there, and some pop up more often than others. We're going to talk about some of the most common ones and we promise we did not make any of these up for the show. They are all searchable on the internet and information about them is freely available. 
One of the most popular methods we came across for our adventure this week was the so-called toothpaste pregnancy test. With this method, you're supposed to put a small amount of urine onto a dab of your toothpaste and then brush your teeth with it. And if it tastes like pee, congratulations, you're pregnant. That was a joke. She was joking. Please don't try that at home. Okay, okay, I was joking, but I'll tell it for reals this time. In the real version, you're supposed to put a little urine on a dab of your toothpaste and then watch to see if it fizzes up or turns blue. If it does, you're pregnant. This method seems simple enough, but we couldn't find any instructions that explain how much pee is needed or whether the brand of toothpaste matters or how far along in a pregnancy a woman would need to be in order for this method to give accurate results. A similar version of this is to leave your pee in a jar overnight and then check it in the morning to see if a thin white layer has formed on the top of the pee. If a layer formed, you're pregnant. This method is similar to the one we talked about before because it too involves handling your own pee. And it too does not come with very specific instructions for the details of the test. Like how much pee is needed or whether conditions besides pregnancy might cause a thin white layer to form on top of your pee. No surprise, lots of other homemade pregnancy test methods we explored involve pee too, like peeing on dandelions to see if they change color, pregnant, or peeing in a cup of pine salt to see if it changes color, also pregnant, or peeing in a day-old vinegar and tuna fish juice to see if it turns green. In this method, green means pregnant. Or peeing in a cup of sugar to see if the sugar dissolves. According to this method, the sugar will dissolve if the woman is pregnant. It will form clumps if the woman is not pregnant. Clearly, in many of these methods, pee is still the bell of the ball, but some homemade pregnancy tests actually let you check your status without using your pee at all. In one version, you're supposed to soak in a warm bath of mustard powder after you notice you've missed your period. According to this method, if your period still hasn't arrived within three days of your mustard bath, you're pregnant. We absolutely did not make that up. Google it if you don't believe us. If you're now scratching your head thinking that a woman who is truly pregnant would miss that period three days later, whether or not she took the mustard powder bath, you are 100% correct. But regardless, the mustard powder bath is still often shared as a method for confirming pregnancy. And there is at least one other pee-free homemade pregnancy testing method but it seems so unreasonable that we almost decided not to even mention it. It involves placing a fresh onion inside the vagina overnight and then checking to see if your breath smells like onion the next morning. 
In this method, the onion breath is a sign of pregnancy, based on a very old Greek belief in the idea that the human vagina is better able to soak juices into the bloodstream during pregnancy. By this logic, if a woman with an onion up her vagina really is pregnant, it will cause her to have foul onion breath the next morning. If her breath does not smell like onion the next morning, she must not be pregnant after all. There are plenty more homemade pregnancy tests where these came from. And... Most of them recommend that you just pee on things you already have sitting around the house, like hand soap, or baking soda, or even bleach. For all of our searching in this adventure, we had an impossible time trying to find research that compared any of these homemade methods to the over-the-counter tests you can buy at the store. Even more disappointing, because I'm a nerd, was that we couldn't find any data that describes the chemistry behind how these homemade tests are supposed to work. Does some hormone only found in pregnant women's pee react to some chemical compound in the tuna fish juice that causes a color change? Is there some sort of redox reaction that happens when pregnant pee is left in a jar overnight that causes the foam to appear on the top? Is there anyone out there who knows of studies in this area? I'd really love to learn more about this and maybe report back during a future episode. In the meantime, we did manage to find work from the 1960s where scientists experimented with that Egyptian pregnancy test method we talked about earlier by having women pee on barley and wheat seeds to see if they were pregnant. They hoped to prove or disprove whether peeing on these seeds could actually predict pregnancy. So to enhance their experiment, the scientists also had men pee on some seeds too. The researchers found that the seeds correctly predicted not pregnant whenever the men peed on them. Which seems like no big deal, but it was actually a huge win for the seed test because any method that would deem a man pregnant is obviously useless. For the women though, the seed test actually predicted pregnancy correctly about 70% of the time. So maybe there is something to be said for this one test, but does that mean the others are worth trying? As the saying goes, the absence of evidence isn't evidence of absence. But in the case of these homemade pregnancy test methods, there may actually be an absence of the supposed benefits that motivate women to use the methods to begin with. We said before that using homemade pregnancy tests is believed to offer women a bit of extra privacy, because if they test for pregnancy at home with sugar, there is no chance that they will bump into a nosy neighbor in the pregnancy test section at Target. And if someone happens to walk in while they're peeing on their toothpaste, they could easily explain that away by saying, actually, I have no idea how they would explain that one away, but I assume they could do that without having to admit that they think they might be pregnant. But for all the sneaking around, it seems just as easy to simply order an over-the-counter pregnancy test online and have it shipped discreetly to your house. 
A quick search of Amazon.com gave us plenty of choices for ordering pregnancy tests, and some of them even involve free shipping and same-day delivery options. The search was pretty discreet because we did it from a cell phone. But, for whatever reason, the results did include a couple of mail-order paternity tests and home testing kits for sexually transmitted diseases which could cause problems for women using the internet route because they're worried about their privacy. After all, if anyone else is snooping through their internet search history or online shopping passwords or their credit card statements, ordering a pregnancy test online could very well result in these women being found out. So in that way, yes, maybe resorting to a mustard powder bath could be a better way to be more discreet, but if that's true, we really can't ignore the fact that any need for this level of secrecy probably points to much more serious problems at home and in our society. And so does the issue of cost. Remember we said that according to advocates, homemade pregnancy tests can be less expensive than over-the-counter pregnancy tests? In some instances, that can be true. For this very adventure, we searched for over-the-counter pregnancy tests on Amazon, and the top search result was about $12 for a 3-pack before taxes and free shipping. The cheapest one we saw was about $1.50 before taxes and shipping. When we switched gears and searched items for homemade methods, the cheapest tube of toothpaste we saw was $0.01 cent before taxes and shipping. So at first glance, those homemade pregnancy test advocates seem to have the right idea. The price of homemade pregnancy testing through internet shopping really does seem like the cheapest way to go. But websites like Amazon require women to have a checking account or a credit card, which can end up adding more overall costs through things like fees. So we also checked brick and mortar stores where women can walk right in and use cash, like CVS Pharmacy and Walmart. In general, all of the stores had higher prices than Amazon for both over-the-counter and homemade pregnancy test items. But this was only true until we happened upon the dollar store, which, as it turns out, carries over-the-counter pregnancy tests for a dollar. They also carry some of the homemade pregnancy test items for around the same price. Pinesol, for instance, costs about $1 if you buy the generic brand and assume that swapping brands won't affect the results. So, after looking around a bit, we could see how, by comparing options solely based on price, it would seem that Dollar Tree, with its comically cheap pregnancy test items, just might win this contest, regardless of the option you choose. But what if you also care about how accurate the test is? If you're going to shell out an entire dollar, shouldn't you get your money's worth? Whether you're on a budget or not, the answer to that question is probably yes, because you absolutely get what you pay for here.
Based on the scant research we found on the accuracy of homemade pregnancy tests, we decided that the best option to compare with the $1 over-the-counter choice would be the wheat or barley seeds. We wound up searching for barley seeds and found that the cheapest one-ounce bag we could find on Amazon was about $8 before shipping and taxes, which is a bargain, I guess. I have no idea how much barley seeds should cost. I also have no idea how many ounces of seeds I should actually buy since we couldn't find any clear description of how many seeds I would need to pee on in order to get the job done. So in this case, even the smallest available barley seed option cost more than the Dollar Tree's $1 over-the-counter option. And unlike that $1 over-the-counter option, which has 99% accuracy, we don't have anything close to a clear picture of how accurate the barley seeds would be by comparison. So far, the best that science has been able to prove was that we can only expect the accuracy of the barley seed test to be about 70%. And that says nothing for all the other untested homemade methods available through the dollar store that we don't have any numbers on. The only clue we really have about the accuracy of homemade pregnancy tests is the fact that the word healthcare professionals use to describe them is unreliable. So despite what advocates of homemade pregnancy tests may say, women who are concerned about cost, but also concerned about getting results they can trust, may be better off taking a trip to the dollar store and choosing the over-the-counter option after all. So there you have it. At the end of the day, Homemade pregnancy tests may offer some level of convenience, and a few of them offer a smidge more affordability, and even potentially an extra bit of privacy. But when it comes to accuracy, they just don't hold a candle to the 99% accurate over-the-counter pregnancy tests you can find at Dollar Tree for a dollar. Aside from that, they may also have a poor guarantee of safety. If there is any chance at all you might be pregnant, it's probably a good idea to avoid exposure to harsh fumes like Pine Sol or bleach or Drano as one homemade test recommends. At any rate, when in doubt, it can't hurt to just ask someone who knows. With any luck, options to do that won't dwindle away during the next four years. I see what you did there. Whatever the case, be encouraged, no matter what, because growing a baby is a completely natural and remarkable thing. And we're so fortunate to live in a time where no piss prophet needs to inspect our urine in order to tell us that. Finally, you may have noticed that we thought it would be funny to ring a little bell every time we said a word for pee or urine. We know it was immature, but... In all fairness, we didn't actually do it that many times. Yes, we did. No. No, yeah. Well then, high marks to you for listening out there if you managed to count all the actual number of times we said pee or piss or urine. Actually, how bad was it? It was about 12 or 15 times? It was 44, not counting the ones I said in the warning at the top of the show. 
In that case, it's probably best that we go ahead and quit while we're ahead. Before we go, we'd like to give a special thanks to Santana, Bart Toldaz, for inspiring this week's adventure topic. And if Brian, Bart Toldaz, is listening, we hope Santana got to him before he had a chance to play this podcast episode. That's all for now. Stay tuned, everybody. Please tell the other humans to listen to the podcast so I don't have to go back to my day job. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Health Science for the rest of us. If you like what you heard, be a pal and spread the love by sharing this podcast with a friend. If you're not sure how or if your friend just needs some help, you can both get some quick tips from our fun YouTube tutorial. Just tap on the link in the show notes from this episode. To learn more about the show in general, or to see some pretty hilarious health memes and videos, stop by our website at healthscienceforeveryone.com. We're also on Facebook in the group section and on Twitter under the name Health Science Podcast. That's all one word. For a limited time, Health Science for the rest of us, listeners, can save 20% on all NZT products at my online store by entering the promo code DARK42TOWERBEAMSUNSHINESTRAIN. No, 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 I told you we're not doing that. My apologies. www.irisspecialtystoreforthingshumansbyclairhealth.com Iris! Sorry. I'm hitting the button now. Is that how my voice sounds?